It's the Awake Space Astrology Podcast. I'm Lori Rivers with you, and I'm here to give you some inspiration to get those aspirations out into the world. And this is episode 50, episode 50 of season three. And my special guest is Matilda the Medium. You'll get part one of our interview. Patrons will get the second half. Um, And you'll probably want to catch that because we're talking about 2024. (sighs) And we were looking for silver linings, but you'll find out in the conversation. So in this episode, we're going to talk about the Gemini full moon. It happens on Monday, November 27th. It is a significant full moon. Pretty much every full moon of 2023 has been starting something, getting something started. We're in, we're in a time of enduring change, of systemic change. I've been talking about that for decades and um to anybody who would listen i didn't always mention the astrology but i kept warning people you got to be ready you got to be able to pivot you've got to be innovative you've got to learn to develop your intuition and understand your instinct because it is systemic change it's massive systemic change we are witnessing the systems that have been failing because they never really worked. Like I always like to say, if it doesn't work for everybody, it doesn't work, period. Now the people into dominance and control, they don't think that way. They think as long as it's good for them, it's good for everybody. But I've been warning you, even the billionaires bunkers aren't gonna help them out when it comes to climate change they're not going to be any more ready than anybody else. They may think they have the upper hand, but they're not gonna. And in fact, the people who will do the best are the people who have had more struggle in their life, who've had more difficulties in their life, who have developed resiliency, which is not strength, my friends. Resiliency is the ability to bounce back after challenging circumstances. Doesn't mean you don't get tired. It doesn't mean you don't sit on the floor and cry your eyes out and tell your sinuses hurt. It doesn't mean that you don't ever want to give up. It means you don't. It means you get up and try again. Even if you lay on the couch for six months, okay, you still at some point make the decision to get up and try again. That's what resiliency is. And so it's less scary for people who aren't in the public eye. To be honest, you're going to be watching and continuing to watch over the next several years the what my friend calls the powers that were um, scramble to retain their position. And that means we're going to see some ugliness and it's important to organize. It's important to communicate. It's important to know how to collaborate and to seek a a joint agreed upon outcome, okay? We don't all have to agree on everything and we might differ over some of the details, but we're going to have to work together as Pluto moves into Aquarius. And we're just a month and a half away from that. 
because Pluto moves into Aquarius on January 20th, the same day as the sun moving into Aquarius. It's going to be interesting. Um, now, it's not the full ingress. It's not the whole enchilada of Pluto in Aquarius because Pluto will sneak back into Capricorn from September 1st until November I believe 23rd. I got to go look at my slides. I'm prepping for the 2024 year ahead seminar. It usually runs about two hours, sometimes an hour and a half. This one's going to be chocolate block because the astrology of 2024 is wild. And I invited Matilda to come speak because Matilda is a medium and she does political predictions as well. And our predictions keep lining up as the prediction should. You know, you have somebody who's really good when their predictions all line up, regardless of medium. And we talk about that in the interview. So this, this Gemini full moon, it's a doozy. It's a doozy. And we're going to be talking about that. In the next segment, if you're a patron in the patron-only podcast, not only are you going to get Matilda, I'm going to tell you how to work with that full moon energy. And if you have the astrology planner, if you're in the horoscope level, then I've given you the week of the full moon activities. Now, you want to do those kind of starting mm, Friday of this week, okay? So the day after Thanksgiving and continue them the through the week of the full moon okay and that will help you navigate some some of the crunchy dunchy times uh let's see what else are we going to talk about we're going to answer some astrology questions from our patrons or metaphysical questions because i'll take those too and uh yeah i'm going to keep this one as short as i can i know my venus in gemini just keeps me going on and on and on but uh i'm moving i'm moving so if you hear a little echo uh that is because all of my living room furniture is gone and (laughs) the kids came to pick it up today (sighs) it's a good move i'm really excited to move near my daughter so that she and i can produce some cool new stuff including a couple new podcasts um not these ones won't be the astrological side of me there'll be some other sides of me uh we'll see how much trouble i can get into and uh we'll also uh we'll just be good to be near each other you know i've missed her i'm a cancerian what can i say i'm a mama so it'll be good and malcolm will be happy because his bff is my daughter's dog oda so they'll get to play so we're going back to where we started guys because if that was the tummy growl if the mic picked it up this mic's pretty good maybe it isn't um i started the podcast when i lived there and back on my phone when I was just talking to myself. I was tired of feeling constrained on TikTok. And I literally started that podcast on my phone in the backyard and just talked to myself because I was stir crazy. It was the lockdowns and I was tired of having to be careful on TikTok. And if you haven't noticed, I haven't gone live on TikTok because I got suspended because uh, 
somebody reported me for something stupid and it wasn't true <clears throat> and uh anyway it's all right we went live on youtube if you don't follow me on youtube you should we're going to be putting out a lot more content on there coming up shortly next couple of weeks super excited but anyway it's a very packed episode and I think you're going to find it fascinating. I hope you do. And what I don't want you to do is fear the future. Remember, we're creating the future every single day in our present moment. And the more we can wrangle our agency, the more we can deliberately approach life. And that doesn't mean we don't have challenges, obstacles, and unfortunate circumstances. Life is full of that. But we do have the agency to navigate these either by having life happen to us or by how we listen to our higher self, how we lean into our faith. And one of the things um, I think that's gotten a lot of people's attention is the people of Palestine, people in Gaza, and how strong their faith is. Do you really think people could go through a 75-year occupation if they didn't have faith? And it doesn't mean their life is a bowl of cherries. In fact, it most often is not. And yet they still lean in and help each other. They still look for the blessings in their life. And so I think a lot of people come to metaphysics looking for the silver bullet to make their life perfect or to find some way to ascend off this earthly plane. And that's not what it's about, guys. We're here to have a range of experiences and knowing how to navigate through that is an important skill to cultivate. And that's, that's why I do what I do. I try to empower as many people to grasp their agency so that we can create a better future. And it doesn't take a lot. You don't have to be perfect to make a difference. And I'm going to leave you with that. I'm going to talk about the full moon, full moon up next. It's a big one. It's a big old full moon coming up in Gemini nonetheless. And before that happens, we have the sun moving in to Sagittarius on the 22nd. And then Mars moves into Sagittarius on the 24th, which I'm looking forward to because I have a Sagittarius Mars. Um, shock of shucks <clears throat> and on this full moon which happens early 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 in the morning on the west coast and I believe it's at 1.16am again it might be 1.05am yeah <clears throat> it is it's at 1.16am pacific <clears throat> and this full moon, much like the last new moon, has Mars and the Sun conjunct. Now, this isn't a Kazemi, but it is a two-degree separation, so it's quite strong. So we have the Sun energizing Mars, 
And it's in Sagittarius. This is anything to do with rule of law. This has to do with visionaries. This has to do with adventure. Tends to be bigger and bolder. Um, And it is in opposition with the moon. Because we have... When the moon and sun are in opposition, that's what makes the moon full. That's, That's... the full light of the sun shining on the reflective surface of the moon, and that's what gives us our full moon. Remember, if you want to be good at astrology, you have to understand some astronomy, okay? It's not just all, ooh, I'm going to intuit it, something about um, that Matilda and I talked about a little bit. So, my friends, this is a curious chart because Mercury in Sag is at 24 degrees and it is in a square with Neptune in Pisces at 24 degrees at the time of the full moon. This is going to blow secrets wide open. Lies will be proven to have been said, made, or done. There could be revelations, and I don't mean like the Bible, just things that will be revealed in the cold light of day. We could see um, issue at various international courts. We could see um, international communiques. We could see declarations of international merit, and that could be... um, you could even see a declaration of war come out of this one. And uh, it not I don't believe towards the United States at all. But I do believe that um, we could see things expand in, in the Middle East um, or have issues in Europe as well. Um, there could also be some big fires in the Southern Hemisphere driven by wind driven by wind and that could be anywhere in you know south of the equator um south southwest from here this could also be things going on in south africa zimbabwe tanzania um there could be more discussion about what's going on in the drc the democratic republic of congo um And we have Venus in a square with Pluto. It's it's forming, it's an approaching square. And she's pretty much sitting on the south node. So I could think we could see some financial crises going on in the world. Um, some stock markets or currency devaluations might happen. Uh, credit ratings might go down. You know, these are for various countries. Um, the United States might have some international dissent. We could see more uh, resolutions, and those are kind of non-binding, that come out of the United Nations. Um, if you want to know why the United Nations can't do anything, it's because the United States is the major funder of the New York branch of the United Nations and we are a permanent member of the Security Council so just like Russia has vetoed anything against it by the United Nations well guess what 
the United States vetoes us, you know, anything coming at us. And China vetoes anything coming at them. And, um, you know, when you have a system, you got to make sure there aren't a bunch of loopholes. And we're going to hear about a bunch of loopholes. And the people are going to be pissed. Um, it is a very, very wild full moon. Now, most of us in the United States are going to be asleep. In the States, we could see some big windstorms and this could happen in the Southwest. So the, you know, coming up, um, maybe off the Pacific, there might be like a tropical storm of some kind that sweeps up through Mexico and into the Southwest. Um, Texas could see some weather. Arizona could see some weather and it could be, um, temperature drops. That is something that could happen. Um, so that's kind of it. There's a lot of international tension and there's a lot of leaked information. I think we're going to see some big leaks. I think we're going to see some big dissent and I think it's going to be coming out of, um, other parts of the world. We might also see some issues in South America. There was an election in Argentina and a far right figure won. And so we could see some instability in Argentina. And so it's a wild time on the planet, my friends. I know we have listeners in almost all of the countries I mentioned. If you are a listener, be safe, be well. Okay. Um, I know I talk mostly about the United States because this is where I live and this is where the majority of my audience is, but I try to make people aware of international issues and that other people in the world exist. Um, I think, I don't know when I made the video, but I think I made the video in late 2022 when I said 2023 would see the beginning of one of the greatest awakenings we'd ever had. And, and I've, I've said 2020 was a social cultural awakening. We're having political awakenings now in the United States where people are kind of tearing through the propaganda they've been indoctrinated with for decades upon decades. And, um, you know, I was, <laughs> I am thrilled to see it in some ways and tired to see it at the other because it's been a long, hard walk for this person over the years. And, um, so we're going to see more and more people pushing for more and more progressive policy. Don't let the centrists fool you. Okay. Centrists are aligned with corporate values. They may not think they are, but when you vote centrist, you're voting for PACs, you're voting for corporate interests. Okay. And I know people are disappointed in Katie Porter uh, for taking APEC money because she said she took no PACs. Um, I think she said she hadn't taken corporate PAC money and APEC is not a corporation. Well, it's a not-for-profit corporation PAC, but it's not, it's not like IBM or Boeing or, you know, the meat. Packers Association or whatever it was. Um, I think she needs to be held accountable for 
her hard stance. I was very disappointed by what I saw her doing at the Democrat uh, convention. And uh, centrists will tell you there's time and place and, and you know, mind your P's and Q's. And uh, that's a pretty cold statement to make when there's a genocide happening. So I think people become more and more and more aware. Okay. Um, politics makes for strange bedfellows, my friends. So don't be surprised when you see politicians. You know, when you look, you can go to opensecrets.org and look at who's taken money from home. It's a reliable source, you know. And so when people are like, they're not the same, well, they're taking the same money. So they're going to be beholden to the same people. So this is the time to seek out progressives and get them into the house. Okay. And they are going to need grassroots funding. So start, start now because we're running short on time, but we have just enough to get going. So Let's talk a little bit about that full moon because, you know, not everybody can be a patron. Not everybody wants to be a patron. So how do you use this full moon? And again, if you are a patron, I'm going to go house by house on how you can make the most of it. And that'll probably come out, I think maybe Tuesday night, um, might be Thursday. Okay. Because I still have more moving to do, so... Hold tight. I'll get it out. I promise. Um, this full moon is a time to be really honest with yourself. Okay. You probably be sleeping through the fullness of it, but it is a really important time to look at how you've been holding yourself back and don't beat yourself up for it. We all hold ourselves back. We all have insecurities. We all have doubts. We all have worries. We all have fears. We all have wonderings. We all have inspiration. We all have imagination. We all have, you know, we have it all, all of us. We're not one dimensional creatures, right? And so it's really important. And I mean, it's really important for you to allow yourself to see the paths that are available to you based on your own mindset. And so you can look like if I keep beating myself up, what are my possibilities? If I change just a little bit, if I decide to be just a little bit kinder, what, what might happen? Where have I been selling myself short? What stories am I telling myself that get in the way of me feeling more satisfied with my life? Remember, I'm not a big one about living high vibe. Um, I am a big fan of being reasonably content. And I think if you, you look at how can I achieve that? We so often focus on the money. And uh, money is the result of a successful process, my friends. It is not. Uh, it is not the answer. Okay. Now I, I have had been dead broke, no money, dead broke, no money, no credit cards, no money, no nothing. Didn't own the car I drove. Was lucky I managed to keep it. Um, I owned my computer. I didn't, I didn't even own my phone. Yeah. I owned my computer and my dog <laughs> and the clothes I had. 
And I wish I could tell you that was 20 years ago, but no, that was during the year I was getting divorced back in 2017. <laughs> so it hasn't been that long. <clears throat> and granted, I did that purposely. I let myself go to nothing because I had been at nothing before. And those weren't of my volition. Those were just life happened to me. And I'm an educated, intelligent woman. But crap happens sometimes. Sometimes the world happens to us. And this time, I knew I was going to free fall. And I let myself float. And I let myself fall. And I had a pretty good soft landing. Especially in my friend Kirsten. You can find her on TikTok as Kirsten Joyful Life. She's one of the best damn coaches I've ever known. One of the most loving human beings I've ever known. And if it wasn't for my best friend, I, I, I would have been in my car. I would have been in my car until the divorce was final. And even then, it wasn't a big settlement. It was just enough. It was just enough to give me a year to figure myself out and take my next steps. And that's that's what resilient people do. They take a minute, they regroup, and they're like, all right, how do I take my next steps? You have to stop looking so far out into the future and seeking a guaranteed outcome. And this full moon is really going to show you where you do that to yourself. Where, Well, if it doesn't work out this way, I don't want it. Well, what do you want? How are you going to get there? Do you have a plan even? I know there's the axiom, you know, a journey starts with a single step. No, a journey starts with a freaking plan. Okay, you have to pick a destination. Otherwise, it's just a walkabout. Now, you're free to do a walkabout. Okay, and that's its own kind of journey. But if you are wanting outcomes, you have to know what the outcomes you want are and how you're going to get there. And if you're working at cross purposes with yourself, you make that very hard. And this Gemini full moon is really going to light up the narratives you tell yourself. All right. And the more you try to push away the bits and bobs that you don't want to look at, yeah, where you're just like, well, I don't do that, Lori. I'm, I, I do my self-care. I get my nails done. I take my power naps. I eat my power bar. I work out at the gym. I'm a kind person. I donate to charity. I give homeless people or houseless people socks. You know, those are all good things, but they're, they're still not how you treat yourself on the inside. Okay. Right. So you got to be honest with yourself because the lies you tell yourself are going to be revealed too. And so will the truths. So will the truths. And it's okay to recognize your value. It's okay to recognize your worth. It's okay to be confident in your skill sets and abilities. And maybe you haven't been at things for a very long time. Maybe you're just getting started. Okay. You have the ability to learn. And you're like, yeah, but I'm dyslexic. Somebody always has to say, yeah, but. Okay, so it might take you a second or two longer. You might need to get some help. Who says we have to do this by ourselves? Where there's a will, there's a way. And the sun represents your will. Okay, and we have, this, we have Mars conjunct the sun continuing <laughs> into December. 
Okay. We'll have another Kazemi as well. Which makes it a pretty radical time on the planet. <laughs> it's a bumpy ride. There's turbulence. But it's it's okay to take account of, of what you're good at, what you like to do, what you need to learn, and it's okay to ask for help. Okay. Now, there's ways to ask for help and there's ways to ask for help. Okay. You could start looking up resources. If reading is hard for you, you can look up audiobooks. There's resources for audiobooks. Okay. There's all kinds of stuff. There's all kinds of resources and people stop themselves before they ever get started 90% of the time. And here you have this opportunity to see your potential pathways unfold. And it's up to you which one you choose. And you can't really get it wrong. That's the nice part. Because if you take one path, and maybe you get bored of it after a while, or maybe it isn't a very long path. Maybe it's a short trail, right? But it might have a branch that takes you somewhere else on another journey that helps you get closer to your original goal. I'm, I'm a point in case for that. Because I'm doing what I thought would be so cool when I was 25. And that is more than a half, more than half my lifetime away now. More than half time, half my lifetime away. At 25, 25 year old me would think I am so cool. I'd be like, really? I'm that cool old chick who knows shit. It didn't happen by accident, but neither did I expect it to occur so beautifully. It felt like a very windy road, but in retrospect, it looks like a staircase. One thing led to the next thing, led to the next thing, led to the next thing. So as much as you have a vision, you need a plan to go with it. And sometimes you got to grab opportunity where it's at. All right. So make the most of this full moon. Allow what comes to you. Okay. So if you get an opportunity, if it's something you gave up on, accept it. And it's a new thing. It's a new venture. It's a new story. You can write yourself a new story. You can script a path that takes you in a more desirable in the moment direction. You can change your mind if you decide, well, you know what? I thought that'd be fun. And it kind of was, but it's not what I thought it would be. That's okay. You've learned something. You've learned something. This is a learning opportunity. This is an expansive opportunity. And it leads to good things down the line. Okay. So that's the full moon. Remember, patrons, I'll go through the houses in your part two episode. All right. I think it's time for some patron shout outs. What do you think? heard the music 
it's time for patron shoutouts. And uh, it's been kind of fun being uh, suspended on my lives on TikTok. Um, damn you, TikTok. But we've had done a couple of YouTube lives, and those, those were super fun. Those are public, by the way. Um, if you join my Patreon just as an audience member, just as a follower, which is free, um, I'll probably do more of these YouTube lives. Because, honestly, it's a little less anxiety-producing than TikTok lives. Because, I don't know, it's just cozier. The software I use, I don't know, it's easier to read the comments. I don't have, like, on TikTok, those comments are flying. And um, it's just, it's, yeah, it's a totally different thing. I I like the filming on TikTok better. In fact, um, I had a bunch of tech snafus this week. Oh, patrons, you put up with me so beautifully. Um, you know, I, I ended up like the software that I've been using for crunch reports to do the videos wouldn't record, like wouldn't even bring up any kind of recording. So I filmed on TikTok and downloaded it. I didn't even publish it because it's for patrons. And um, that actually be, ended up for the best thing because I can use the green screen effect. And so it's like, oh yeah, now you don't have to look at me, stare at my phone. So crunch reports are better. (laughs) It's crazy. It's crazy, I tell you. Alrighty, here's our newest patrons. Alyssa, Diana, Kathy, Katie, Ashley Martin, Laura, Katie, Hannah, RR, Kaylee's not home. Alicia, Terry AS, Jamie, Eleanor, Christy, Candace, Barry, Bethany, Luz, Nix, Joshua, Asha, Aaron, Krista, JG, Hilga, Megan, Christina, Catherine, Diane, Aaron, Tara, Nahimi, Shante, Eliza, Benny, Bobby, Yvonne, Jessica, Mary Kay, Isabeau, Paola, Gabrielle, Marie, Leslie, Liv, Diana, Elena, Carmen, Chelsea, Laura, Leanna, Maddie, Victoria, JC, Erica, Beverly, Asipsi, Jessica, Emma, Jasmine, Jen, Austin, Danny, Liz, Stacy, Lorna, Rebecca, Sarah, Mandy, Alex, Christina, Jennifer, Nicole, Joyce, and Mari. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for your support, patrons. Full moon ceremony is next week. I'll get those links up in the crunch report tomorrow. I'm moving, so bear with me. It's a little traumatizing, even though it's a good move. I have had to move so many times in my life. Like, this is my 24th move in my life. And I lived nine years in the house I was born in, so to speak, from baby to nine. And then two years at my grandma and grandpa's house when we were taking care of my grandpa and grandpa. And then we bought the house next door and I lived there till I was 18. And then between 18 and 54, 
I have moved 21 times. Oh my God. I had six moves in a like 15 month period back between 91 and 2021. Uh, it was crazy. Ah, but anyway, this is a good one and it'll be easier to settle in because I am moving next door to my daughter and we're going to be producing some new content and she's going to help make this content better. And so I'm excited about the move, but it's still unsettling. So it's okay to be honest about our feelings and our emotions, you know, and I realized it kind of triggered off, um, some old stuff that is kind of, it's run its course. It's time to let it go. Let it go. Let it go. It's time to let it go. And, uh, so you might have stuff coming up with the energy that's at play right now. It's okay to let it go. It's okay to see it, recognize it and be like, okay, I accept that. I see, I see you issue now, now be in the present moment and lean into the, into the next steps, which are scary, even if they're good. And it's okay. Sometimes, um, we call it the right kind of scared. It's the excitement before you get on an amusement park, right? Um, or you, before you take, you know, a road trip, you know, that road trip feeling and you got your tunes cranked up and you're really excited about it, but a little nervous too. Cause like, you don't know what is going to happen. You just hope you have a good time. That's, that's where we're at. So thank you for your patience. This month has been kind of weird. And of course I'm still going through the Pluto opposite my Mercury and sun transit, which is a total, like imagine a total renovation project from the inside out. Like that's really what this is. And, um, and Jupiter is on my Saturn on top of it. So woo! Um, good times, good times, not the hardest transits I've lived through, but, um, not, not so easy for a workaholic to have these things going on where I have to measure, measure my energy levels. So, uh, ah, force change is good. Anyway, um, let's get to the interview with media Matilda. She is absolutely lovely. She's from Australia and, um, well, actually she's from other places, but she lives in Australia and you're going to hear a different voice than you hear on TikTok because she uses a cartoon face and, um, augments her voice because as she says, her work comes from spirit. So she's effectively, um, channeling messages or using mediumship abilities to bring messages forth from spirit and they line up very tightly with my astrological predictions so we had a great chat and i am so glad you guys introduced her to me on tiktok we talk about that (coughs) excuse me and um anyway i've made a new friend so thank you all right I think you're really going to love this interview. Remember, part two comes out in the patron-only podcast. All right, everybody. Here's what I promised you. I have Matilda the Medium with me. We met on TikTok in the funniest of ways. And so I want to welcome you, Matilda. Welcome to the Awake Space Astrology Podcast. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Oh, 
This is so funny. Now I kept getting tagged about you, but I think you got tagged about me first. I did. It felt like every video I was making, I would get this, oh, Rory said that, or at the awake state said that. And I'm like, I better check this woman out. Right. And then I got it and I was like, let me go check it out. Cause you know, you know how it is on TikTok. A few of us are real. (laughs) (laughs) And I saw you. Yeah. Just a few handful, but you, I was like, oh shit, she's the real deal. Damn straight. And so it's, it's just fun to have our, our predictions line up because they come from different media, you know, different forms of interpretation, but they line up. As they should. As they, As should, they should. Yeah. So we're going to talk a little bit about 2024 because we're seeing some really similar things. And guys, buckle up because yeah, it's, it's a wild ride. It Go is ahead. going to be a wild ride, but we will get through it. We'll soldier on because um, there's only one way through it, and that's through it, right? Um <clears throat> One of the things you said before we started recording is like, it, it's got to get bad before it gets better. And that's something I've been telling people forever is it has to come apart. Um, you mentioned an, an unraveling in when we were talking. Yes. Um, say more about that. Let's talk about the unraveling of 2024. And don't freak out, listeners. Just listen. Yeah. Don't freak out because it's all part of the journey. We're all moving towards a better sense of self. And 2024 is going to be a bumpy ride, especially when it comes to politics and politicians. Mm -hmm. Those can be two separate different things. Um, Mm -hmm. And watching the unraveling of politicians will have a better impact in the long run in the politics. Yeah, it's going to clean house. Eventually, there was going to be a really clean cleaning of house or clearing of house during mm-hmm. 2024. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's this everyone's been saying, When are people going to get their karma? This is the start, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, it is the start. I also like to say, We're not always able to see people's true karma, like all of their consequences. Even though we want to, it's not always ours to see. And we kind of have to focus on our own. And I see that as a big one in 2024, too, is the karma of complacency, the karma of passivity and centrism, like trying to like not rock the boat. Um, that's yeah. coming home to roost trying to play you know the moderate card which isn't a good card you know it it leaves marginalized people exposed and vulnerable and it leaves like too much compromise with dominance and control so we both really is go ahead it, it really is about people stopping sitting on the fence and stopping being keyboard warriors. If you've got something to say and do, use your vote. This whole, I've been showing this for a while about democracy and the 
taking democracy seriously and the mm-hmm. lesson in learning how fragile democracy is. Right. And this yeah. Is the, one of the biggest lessons that's going to be learned over the next 12 to 18 months. Oh, absolutely. And, and in America, we have this unusual privilege that most people are very unaware of. And that is being like beyond the vote, being active participants in local, county, state, city elections. And our parties, the Republican and Democrats alike, overly focus on the chief executive role, which is our president. And they get everybody fighting about the president, which is important. It's not unimportant. But it's a distraction away from the states and county and city, which all of the rights that have been eroded started in the states and that moved to the Supreme Court. They're not expanding the court. Those those Supreme Court. Now, there might be some judges in trouble. I'm still waiting on Jack Smith. I think we may see. What do you see about that? Have you seen anything about our Supreme Court? I made a video which has, I think it's still up on TikTok. Um, I reposted it and it was made back in March that one by one the Supreme Court are coming undone. I feel Mm -hmm. like I did say about one in particular that his wife was going to get him into trouble. Yeah, Ginny Thomas. Yeah, she's a terrible transit in his chart. And he's going to use that as an excuse, either illness or something around her as an excuse to leave, but he wants to do it mm-hmm. under his own steam. There's a lot mm-hmm. to come out with the Supreme Court and the way that it is going to be put back together over the coming years will change the way they recruit in the future. Right. Yeah, there's massive uh-huh. amounts of change. We've got um, we've got our constitutional crisis that started this January with our eighth Saturn return okay. to the U.S. Constitution, and I was talking about that earlier in the year and last year as well. And you're seeing it like not being able to see the speaker and then losing the speaker, which all of that was pretty easily predicted but i I think clarence thomas is in a boatload of trouble and i think jack smith might be especially since mark meadows now got immunity that means he's handed everything over it's going to be interesting to see it play out i think so so that's a little bit of good news and march is march is interesting i mean we've got (laughs) We've got some big transits that month. Like this whole year is one big cluster. <laughs> it is going. It is going to be a real cluster. And you are quite right. We don't always see the karma happening. We don't see it play out, but mm-hmm. it is. It is going to happen, and it, a lot of it will be hidden in mm-hmm. plain sight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to get a cold. Somebody's going to get a flu. Somebody's going to have to suddenly retire for health reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, there might, be, there's probably going to be. You can't deal with power and and expect power to just go away. 
um, or be dragged through the streets and tarred and feathered. We don't always get the pound of flesh we want, but it it, it will, it'll come, you know, that's just part of life. And karma does go two ways. You get good (laughs) karma and bad karma. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's two parts of that in, in, in play, but I do feel the Supreme Court I was shown three members of the Supreme Court over the next Mm -hmm. 12 to 18 months Mm -hmm. being replaced, removed, Mm -hmm. something around. I wonder wonder if that would be Thomas because of his huge breach of ethics and law, potentially. I think he's broken the law, you know, like if he's ruled with because of gifts etc if that even though they just now put in a code of ethics god help us all um, i can't believe there wasn't one was there not one you know that's the one thing trump did is he showed like his absolute chaotic nature showed every little hole in the system because there were certain assumptions back in the 18th century like honor um <laughs> and they still had <laughs> duels you know they'd be like well if someone's dishonorable they'll have a duel you know um we don't have that and we don't have those ways of keeping each other in check and and so those holes in the system because he was such a wrecking ball showed all where everything needed to be shored up in the system and um We've been too passive in the last half century, almost a century. Um, like back in the 19th century, people were very involved in their local politics um, as much as they could be. Even women, even if they didn't have a vote, they would still show up to public meetings, um, which is where Robert Robert's rule of order came from back in. Um, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Robert's rules of order became a thing because in the pig war which was a fight in the pacific northwest against the british in canada over the border there was a general named roberts who got so tired of the american settlers taking like 10 hours for a public meeting and having their say that he was like okay there's got to be some rules to this <laughs> and that's how that that happened so there you go who knew, right? It was because of the pig so, war. So can we say that Trump had his uses? He did. He did. Um, he's he's a vile, squeamy, icky guy, but he was a useful wrecking ball. And this, I, I always like to tell my clients, even the worst conditions or the worst scenario can lead to a positive outcome. It doesn't have to happen that Absolutely. way. Good things, But the universe will take anything and turn it into something useful absolutely the universe is always they give you that uncomfortable i don't want this anymore i don't Mm -hmm. like being in this situation that is the universe telling Mm -hmm. you to Mm -hmm. change your situation Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah yeah and it took it didn't matter how many of us were educating in the past. Like, it's funny. They act like, you know, all, all those older middle-aged people weren't activists. And some of us have been for a really long time. And it getting, you couldn't get through, especially the liberal 
centrists, you could not break through to them. You know, that, hey, Islamophobia is bad. Not every Arab's a terrorist. You know, not every European's a good guy. Not every American's a good guy. Um, you know, there's good people and bad people everywhere. And people will be like, no, you know, <laughs> it was like, okay. Um, and people wouldn't take time off to speak with their representatives. Like a lot of people don't know they can. Like when they try oh. to convince you to get rid of lobbying, that's your constitutional right. We want to get rid of paid lobbyists. <laughs> paid well, lobbyists. People don't realize these people are supposed to be public servants. They are mm -hmm. there to serve the public. If exactly. you want to speak to them, you go mm -hmm. speak to them. Yeah. Every state has different regulations about that. Some of them require appointments. Some of them require security checks at the Capitol because of obvious security reasons. Um, but in most states, you don't even have to register as a lobbyist to show up and talk about something that matters to you with your public officials. And they will listen. I used to do that um, for free about things that mattered. When my daughter was really young, I used to take her with me because I wanted her to know she had a voice. Um, poor thing. Sorry, kid. Um, <laughs> but and and even testify at like House and Senate hearings on bills. And they would see how far I drove because I drove three and a half hours one way to be there. And even if it ran out of time, they'd often allow me time at the mic, my three minutes because I took the effort and th that was Republican and Democrat. It, it didn't matter which part they're like, Oh wow. Now this is at the state level, but they were like, Oh my wow. gosh, this person took the time. They care. We're going to give this person a moment. Um, I think you're, you're local. And, and then some of us, you know, like I'm sure you've heard of moms of Liberty, those nut, nut jobs. These are the yes. ones banning books and, uh, do you have anything happening with them? Are they going to get cleared out? What are your thoughts on that? Are they um, Texas way? Mm. No, uh, they're kind of all over the country. It's it's oh, okay. Texas has a lot of that. Texas just right because I'm more yeah. drawn to Texas way where uh -huh. there's going to be an undoing of. Mm. Mm -hmm. that sort of group I don't know when that's come I feel like it's sort of mid next year but mm -hmm. I do feel like this mums of liberty are just going to they're almost going to just break down themselves yeah it's not going to be a if, yeah. an event mm -hmm. I wonder if that's around the eclipse which happens in April April 8th we have the the solar eclipse in Aries, nonetheless, on April 8th. Ooh. And it's visible in a good deal of the United States. The Trump trial, the federal trial, will be taking part then. I've got some of those predictions up in the Patreon. Um, yeah, there's some juicy stuff in there. Because if I'm going to get trolled, I'm going to get paid. I highly you suggest get that, Matilda. It's a I'm motto. looking into it. I'm looking into <laughs> it. But I just, I don't feel that any of his court proceedings are going to go the way that he wants it to go. No, and he loses his ass. He, yeah. And I, 
I'm waiting for the day that he is, you know how he's speaking out way too much Mm -hmm. and, you know, being abusive towards officials. Mm -hmm. The day is going to come when they teach him a lesson, whether it's a 24 hours or Mm -hmm. a very short period of time where they Mm -hmm. just go, we've had enough of this because he is a toddler. He is a grown-ass toddler that cannot control his temper and it's i'm sure he's diagnosed with Tourette's i'm sure he's got Tourette's because (laughs) what his brain and his mouth are not connected and it's almost like this you know but he wasn't he wasn't always like that though i mean he was a bit i think it's dementia oh 100 when i look at yeah yeah dementia though I yeah. feel like he's got yeah. a form of vascular dementia that yes. is causing a lot yes. of this and there's yes. like plaque on his brain. Yep. I linked into him once and all I felt was that his brain was full of mashed potato. And yes. it's just... Yeah, his he's... renal system is really hosed too. Mm. His he's renal just, system. He's not been nice. Yeah. He's not been kind no. to his body. He's not been good. He's really icky. Reminds me how old That's he why, is. Uh, actually, he is about the same age as my mother. I think he's a year older than my mom. I think he was born in 46. I can pull up his chart. Okay, know. so he'd be, what, 78, 79? No, just younger. Young? Just younger. Okay. He's like um, 54. My mom's 76. He's like 77. Gee. So he's right in he a was- really delicate yeah. kind of age um for health crises you know because you can be walking. like rock solid and then bam so i just feel like he's going to have yeah 46 either, mm-hmm. yeah there's, there's a stroke or something yeah i agree yeah i yep. feel with him <sighs> Do you know, I almost feel like he's going to be removed from the history books. That his presidency will be void. I, you know, I've talked about it being like an annulment. I've talked about that in the past. Yeah, I've I've talked about that in the past, that I felt there was a potential that there was almost an annulment of this and any appointments he made because of potential foreign implications. And not just the documents he like shared all over the place, but like actual, um, I have a lot of faith in Jack Smith, even though I don't have like all of his birth data, I managed to, you know, scrounge some up, but Jack's the same age as me. And I know the type of guys who went into that kind of law, like we're all the same age. And there are some people, not many who are all about the law. They don't care about politics. They don't care about parties. They care about the law. And he comes across as that kind of guy. Well, he spent some time in the Hague, didn't he? Yeah, he's argued there. Yeah. Yeah, in Den Haag. Yeah. I think, yeah. Uh He he knows what he's doing and he won't bring anything to the table until he is sure that he has a conviction. Yeah. He's got a really high convict rate, too. It's not as high as Merrick Garland's, which is very high. 
but it, it's like a 98% conviction rate because mm -hmm. Merrick Garland's is like 100%. His is wow. like, and he wouldn't have picked a slouch. So I was a little concerned. I saw a video, um, just like an interview with Merrick Garland, who is our attorney general for the country. Um, and he cried. And I think people thought he was crying because of what happened to his family in the Holocaust. But I realized that wasn't what was making him cry. He cried when he said the American people need to defend and protect each other. And to somebody who really truly believes in process and the law, which a lot of these guys who are career do, people don't always understand that. You've got politicians and then you have career civil servants. These people live, yeah. breathe, and sleep the process. They believe in the process. Um, not everybody, but there's a fair amount. And those are who I have my faith in. Like, I'm like, please career people. And when he cried, I was like, wow, we're in a lot more trouble than I thought. I knew we were in trouble. Yeah. But when he broke down crying, I was like, absolutely. Every citizen in this country needs to be active yesterday. More than being yeah. in the streets being at public meetings, showing up to vote, forcing your vote to count, calling your elected officials. And you've been verifying that the whole time we've been talking. I'm going to look at something for Donald Trump um, it, astrologically, but go ahead and um, what else are you seeing? Like we were looking for silver linings and having a hard time. <laughs> we were really looking for silver linings for next year because I know a lot of people are like, we're tired we're tired of living in this historical time and there is light coming, but it will be from the sort of the latter part of the year. I do feel mm -hmm. that we will see a lot more natural disasters next year. I know that's not what people want to hear. It feels yeah. like the earthquake and volcanic rumblings are going to continue um, throughout the yeah. year and also a lot of storms, windstorms yes. that I feel are going to hit almost in places that don't usually get that windy sort of feel. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about snow as well. It's going to be a terrible winter. Oh, my God, people are going to hate me. Um, mm -hmm. But winter is going to be really, in your neck of the woods, it's going to be really snowy. There's going to be a lot of snowfall in places mm -hmm. that don't have it. Reminiscence of that time, and I don't remember where it was, but there were I think it was Texas. Texas don't yeah, get snow Texas, And then there yeah. was mm -hmm. a massive frozen pipes and people didn't get water and all of yep, that. Yep. That's going to repeat 2024, 2025. Mm -hmm. Yep. And mm -hmm. for us here in Australia, we're looking at a high fire season. But we, you mm -hmm. don't need a medium to show to tell you that. Um, the economy is from July onwards is going to start picking up. It's going mm -hmm. to take to July, so expect a few more hard knocks. But as mm -hmm. we get to the middle of the year, it's going to get a little bit better. Yeah, Again, it takes it really, time to recover from these things. It does. It, it takes a huge amount of time. And I think in April, when we have that Jupiter-Uranus conjunction, um, that's when they're really going to slash rates. I think they're going to try to, like, not slash them hard at the federal, you know, having the Fed cut the rates. Um, but I think they're going to have to. And I also think crypto is going to spike up. Um, I don't know that. It, I don't think it'll be long term, but I think it takes a real no. spike 
around April 20th. I feel like it'll take a spike. And my thought is if you've got crypto, when it takes that spike, that's the time Cash to jump. Out. Yep, that's what that, I'm planning. That is definitely the time to jump because it will drop again. Yep. Uh, that's there's, yep. It's just it's, it's almost like a bit of a ride the wave when you can and it drops mm-hmm. and you have to make yep. the most of it. Yep. There is a lot of from the it's almost like you start that healing process economically from the middle mm-hmm. of the year on. As you say, yep. it will start in April. And here yep. in Australia, I don't feel like we'll see much interest rate slashes until the middle of the year. <laughs> so I was looking at because we did my slides back in June, right, for 2024 oh. for my presentation. And I've been reviewing oh, yeah. them. Because I try not to hold on to, I, like you, if we held on to every prediction in our head, our, we'd never be able to think, <laughs> right? So I'm you just, let it I'm wash lunatic. But yeah. I wrote for July, here's a sneak peek of what we'll be talking about on December 3rd at the uh, 2024 Year Ahead seminar. I wrote a chicken in a pot in every pot kind of vibe. The economy might suddenly stabilize or we could see some economic turmoil. Regardless, beware of promises for better economic days. Nationalists get very active and potential violence might increase, especially on July 22nd. Legal matters become the focus, could see important people under legal strain and important people could be anything from billionaires, CEOs, politicians, celebrities, all of that. Anybody in the public eye. It isn't yeah. that all humans are not important. Okay. <laughs> I always say people of note because then it covers mm, yes. those that we, right. that those of the general public have an interest in. Interest in, exactly. Yeah. I, I'm going to go through and edit. These were like my early notes. Wow. August, I have. WTH is happening. <laughs> it's very chaotic. There's a lot of accidents, air traffic disruptions or crashes. I oh. wonder if we could see massive windstorms or air quality issues. I wonder if we see like a volcano going. Are you talking about next August? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2024. Yeah. 2024. Yeah. I just feel that we're going to have there's going to be a volcano that's going to go off that's sort of been mm-hmm. rumbling, mm-hmm. but it's never really erupted. Mm-hmm. Or in mm-hmm. our lifetime, it hasn't erupted. And yeah. that, I just, I wish I could get a location on that, but that's what I'm being shown for around that time. And yeah. the um, economy, yeah, just I feel like better days are coming. Yeah, it will. It'll even out. There's nothing lasts forever and gosh October next year like (laughs) that's really 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 crazy um do you know what I feel about October there's like last minute things happen like out of the blue yeah things just suddenly happen yeah it's it's very, very, very volatile. It's it, and right before the election as well. Very, very volatile. November third, November second, November third. We have Mars opposite Pluto, and that's from Cancer to Capricorn. Because remember, Pluto, it dips back into Capricorn. Um, 
which is part of why we've been watching the unraveling because the systems that don't serve us have to fall apart. And we've never witnessed Pluto being Capricorn as human being consciously before. So this is our first go at it. And that's getting rid of like imperialism and all kinds of things. Cause it's like, what, when does Pluto? Does that have an effect on the elections? Big time. Big time. It takes out all the old power structures and it doesn't matter what party. It doesn't matter like what country like any country, and I think we're really looking at like imperialism and colonialization. I mean, those are all up. If you look at what's been going on in developing nations, they've been trying to separate from former colonial powers. Um, You're going to see more and more small countries, and this will be over the next five years. This isn't all this year, but you've been watching more and more smaller nations remove themselves from the Commonwealth. And um, mm-hmm. which isn't going down well. They're getting economic sanctions from us now because these people are like, hey, we want our control over our own natural resources. Thanks. Um, yeah, but a lot of that is, is there's a lot of this natural resource wars mm-hmm. really amping up next year mm-hmm. where people are going to stand by the country that are being persecuted because of it. Yeah, and a lot of stuff coming out. Like, as we spoke about before we started the podcast, so many secrets, so many government secrets. All right, my friends, it's time for some astrology Q&A. And this is where I answer questions submitted by the Awake Space patrons. And uh, there'll be more on the patron-only podcast as well. But we're going to answer, you know, a couple here. Let's take a look. Let's see what I got here. Let's see what I got. And if you submitted questions a while ago, you know, I'm getting through them, guys. I'm getting through them, I promise. So let's see. Ooh, good question. Uh, This question is from Alexis. Which sign do you think is the most misinterpreted by the social media pop astrologers? Um, All of them. (laughs) Every single one, all 12. Um, Cancer as being weak and the the crybaby. And I'll say it over and over again. Um, Cancers cry so they don't kill people. It's a very tenacious sign. I mean, think about it. Yeah, they're softies on the inside, but think about a crab. They grab onto you. Oof, you you've got one heck of a sore thumb. Um, I think the other one is um, Gemini. Gemini gets so much hate, and they're not two-faced at all. Not really. If you've had problems with a Gemini, that could be because of the sinistry in your charts. But... Um, Gemini's can be very faithful, you know, so they're not always players. They're not always, every sign can cheat. Every sign can cheat. Oh, that'll be a good question to put up on the Spotify. I'm going to put up a question. Should I do a special episode about how the different signs cheat? (laughs) Because all 12 signs can be cheaters. Every single one of them. Um, It's how they cheat that the sign describes. Uh, Scorpio. 
I think Scorpio gets maligned a lot. Um, it's either hypersexualized or made far darker. Um, Scorpios can be very loving, kind, loyal people. Um, they often are softies. Um, they can, they kind of sh sometimes put off a hard exterior. It depends on the placements. <clears throat> Let's see what else. Um, Virgos, Virgos get a lot of shit and I'll, I've always had a lot of Virgo people in my life and, um, yeah, it is hard to have them be right all the time. It's certainly not easy on the ego, but they're not there to preserve your ego. They're there to help you be the best person you can be, <laughs> which can be uncomfortable. Um, but yeah, all 12 signs get maligned in my opinion. There's a lot of, there's a lot of hate out there. Um, the bullshit about Pisces Mercury's, you know, Maya Angelou, Dr. Maya Angelou had an eighth house Pisces Mercury. So you tell me how debilitated that was. Yeah. She was mute for a good part of her childhood because she had been, um, essayed as a young, young girl and felt, and because there had been, um, the person who did it was killed. She felt that that her words had killed him. And she, so she always knew she had powerful words. Okay. But when she did choose to speak, it was powerful. So don't, don't buy into that crap. Um, that's why I hate 90% of the information out there because it, it just, it's like cardboard cutouts for paper dolls and, and you're, you're not two dimensional. So, but that was a great question, Alexis. That was a fun question. Thank you for asking it. All right. What's the next one? Um, oh, this is also from Alexis. And this is a really good question. Will a chart say 30 degrees or does it jump from 29 to zero? It's actually 2959 to zero. It's from... The degrees start at zero degrees, zero minutes and end at 29 degrees, 59 minutes per sign because you're starting with zero degrees, zero minutes. Remember every degree has, I'm sorry, every sign has 30 degrees. Every degree has 60 minutes. Okay. So, and I made a little rhyme for it. So every sign has 30 degrees, zero to 29. Every degree has 60 minutes, zero to 59. It's not really a rhyme, but it's, it's a way to remember it. But that's a good question. Let's see. From Sav. Ooh, hello, Sav. Double question. Double answer. When you think about what's going on in a house with th three signs in it, how important is the cusp sign as compared to the other two? Good question, Saffron. Uh, let's see. Are placements within it far more important than which sign rules that house? No, they are not way more important. We don't weigh a major it. Uh, the cusp sign, the sign that starts the house is the sign that governs the house, period. The sign sandwiched in between two other signs is called an interception. 
and it is unlocked via transit, it usually shows, and I have a little video about this on YouTube, um, it usually shows in someone's natal chart that that is an aspect of themselves that was unsupported in childhood. Now, it wasn't necessarily unsupported because somebody was surrounded by mean people. It could have been you lived in the wrong part of the country to do the thing you wanted or the part, wrong part of the world to learn the thing you wanted to learn. Um, it could be that, you know, maybe you wanted to do stuff and the materials weren't around. It could have meant that your family didn't have the means. It doesn't always mean like you were unsupported. It just means that part of self was not supported. It could be through cultural and social means as well. So that is unlocked through uh, transits and progressions as well. As you progress, those interceptions will unlock as well. And so um, our placements within it far more important then no, the sign that governs the house governs the house. The signs that precede that, okay. I'd like to describe a house as like a room within a big house. Like imagine a manor house or, or a palace and there's 12 rooms. Okay, those are the houses. If you have three signs, you have the, the living room, let's say. And the living room is Scorpio. So that would be the sign on the house cusp. It's a Scorpio living room. So it'll have richer, deeper colors. Okay. It might have um, more ambient lighting. Maybe there's a fireplace. You know, it's kind of cozy. It might be a little dark. And then there'll be Sagittarius and Capricorn there as well, right? And so there might be, the, you know, the accessories and and the decor will reflect the other two signs so there might be a really nice big reading chair um that's very classical that would be maybe the capricorn and the books um and a globe maybe a map or maybe paintings of faraway places with strange sounding names would be the sagittarius side and and a library you know resource library and and so the big standard chair would be the Capricorn and, and maybe, um, maybe a writing desk or something, you know, that's very solid and very classic and very tangible. So I, I like to describe it in terms of interior design because it's easier to work with. And we had so much fun with that in Natal Chart Foundations that it may just teach a houses class. Um, so people learn how to, how to understand their houses based off interior design, which I'm not great at, but it's a good visual and it's a great metaphor. Good question. I think it's really important to not say, is this more important than that? I think modern astrologers from like kind of the fifties to the present, especially with a lot of male attitudes of wing, this is dominant. This is masculine. Dominance didn't even exist. Like the dominant planet thing that, that is a new internet thing. That, that was not even a thing when I was learning astrology. Like, it, it has no classical background. Um, the weighing and measuring and giving points to things, that, that all came with computer software because it was a bunch of math nerds going, oh, this weighs more than this. This must be it. And I think things are far more synthesized and subtle than that.
I think we want it to weigh and measure because it's easier to keep things in black and white, good and bad, stronger, weaker, dominant, passive, submissive. But that's not really how it all works. So, Bjork, Bjork, I love you. All right. Hi, Lori. So I was wondering if you would consider doing an episode on how to tell somebody's natal insert planet using some examples of celebrity birth charts. I've been following along in the planet of the month club and having a hard time differentiating between each of the planet's unique expressions in someone's chart. Um, you need to be looking at your own chart first. <laughs> Would also be fun to hear how you can tell someone's ascendant based on their appearance. You're welcome. Thank you for asking. Um, so these are all classes, like the, the natal placements and how to understand it in somebody's chart. That, those are all classes I teach. As for being able to tell somebody's appearance, that's something I can do in Patreon because it really has to be visual. Um, and it's not just from their ascendant. There's lots of factors involved, you know? So, um, but yeah, I can do that in like a video. That's kind of hard to do with audio alone because obviously with somebody's ascendant, you're going to be looking at their features, their physicality, you know? So, and, and there's more to somebody's appearance than just the ascendant the ascendant's kind of a baseline but there's the moon and the sun that plays a role as well but yeah those were that was cool i can try but we could we're going to be doing more celebrity charts so we'll get Mackenzie on because she's the celebrity gal but yeah i like that Ask me in coffee with Lori a little bit more too. You guys can come into coffee with Lori in the discord patrons. And that happens the last Sunday of the month. All right. Who's next? <clears throat> okay. So Bjork again, I was wondering if you could clarify the difference between the will and purpose of our sun sign and the will or purpose of the ascendant in our birth chart. So will and purpose are different things. Um, your son always represents your will. Okay. So your son is your internal animus. It's the thing that animates you. It's the spark of life inside of you. That's why you don't really look the same when you're no longer living and breathing and it's just your body. Um, so the, the sun is the spark of life and it is also your will and your willpower. Purpose. The purpose of the sign is your animating force, right? So the purpose of all signs in, in people's charts is the animating force. The ascendant is your physicality. And if you're a patron, which you are because you answered the question or you asked the question, um, these things were broken down in Astro Guide Volume 1, Issue 1. Okay, so maybe not the, it, it, I may not have used the word will or purpose, but the descriptions of what everything means, including the houses, which includes the ascendant, is is in there. And the story of the houses is one of my very, very favorite things I've ever written. 
astrologically because it shows the unfolding of human consciousness and through the through the houses but the the physicality that's the i am nature i am in a physical body that's the, and the purpose it, i i i wouldn't look too deeply like what's the purpose i would say what is the energy versus purpose we we often put a lot of weight on and so i would say um what is the function what is the function of the sun what is the function of the ascendant the the ascendant is is the gateway to self and it's the physical physical vessel and the internal part of that in the first house is because the ascendant is just the cusp of the first house it's just the rising sign the line okay the interior of the house the first house is our understanding of self it's our identity okay it's how we describe ourselves it's how we assert ourselves all of that is shown through the first house and the ascendant also shows how we defend ourselves assert ourselves as well in the physical right because the physical body is vulnerable and we'll need to defend or assert ourselves in the world great questions okay let's see what this one is Let's see. Stacy, I just had my second progressed lunar return. What does that signify and what can be expected next? Oh, okay. So, your progressed moon returned to the to its natal placement. Um It's usually a significant, you know, year, you know, or a couple of months when the lunar when you have the progressed lunar return. Um but until we're a lot older, the progressed chart doesn't take as much weight. Um I just I just finished my progressed lunar return and it's usually it, it you have to look at the house that the progressed lunar return happened in um and for listeners so <clears throat> your natal chart always takes precedence your progressed chart shows your maturity and how you've matured and grown and it doesn't really do much for you to look at it i mean you can study it of course you can look at anything but it doesn't become super relevant until after the uranus opposition at around 43 and around 45 if you're an astrologer you'll notice any of your prediction techniques might be a little bit off because we grow we progress and um i noticed in my own life that <laughs> my predictive techniques weren't sharp you know for myself when i was in my late 40s and i was like what the heck is up and i looked at my progress chart and then i started running some predictive charts and I went oh this is why I started looking at the transits oh i have come of age so really um it it's a significant year You want to look at the house that happened in and what house the your progressed moon is in. And that'll tell you that this part of life is up on deck. That the part of life that that house represents is up on deck. 
and in a in a significant way and it just kind of starts a new cycle so that's what it means thank you stacy good questions gosh you guys are asking good questions all right uh, let's see Alexis asks, if one were to start a podcast or other similar creative venture, you could say a business, I've read your question, anything, any endeavor, uh, what step would you cast the chart for it when you record, create it, or the moment it's published live, the moment you publish it, the moment you publish it is, is the moment it is real. So recording is conception. Okay. Recording is conception. So the moment you publish something, it is, that's its birth chart, whether it's a book. Okay. Whether it's now with books, with manuscripts, the manuscript is considered birthed when the manuscript is complete. The book itself becomes its own entity after, um, the podcast would be after you hit the publish button. If you go onto Patreon, my very first post from like, I believe it was like December 9th or 10th of 2020, I accidentally hit the publish button. I had no intention of publishing the Patreon that day, but my thumb hit the touch screen of my laptop and I happened like my eyes zoned in on the time like at that moment which is kind of weird for me because remember I'm visually impaired so whenever my eyes kind of zone in or laser focus on something I pay attention there's like a reason for it and before I went oh no I'm published I'm not ready because <laughs> I wasn't um I cast the chart and it couldn't have been a more perfect chart for an astrological venture. And that's, that chart's up in that post. So you can, you know, look look in the 2020 post, the December 2020, and you'll find that post. And it has the old Looney Tune cartoons monster, you know, from the Bugs Bunny where the monster was in there. And he was like, people! Yeah, that's that's what was up there. Um, but yeah, you, ca- you cast it for the time it becomes its own thing. So just like we do, you don't really use a conception chart for babies, um, even though it's a fully developing being, but it's not, it's not viable until it takes its first breath. So, and that's the same with anything. So the publishing date or the secretary of state's notice that you've formed a business, et cetera, et cetera. Let's see. Jess, how would you interpret interceptions signs without a house in your chart? You, 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 <laughs> you need to go watch my video on interceptions. So, um, everybody should be using Placidus if they're following me, first of all. So, um, Interceptions only happen if you use Placidus or Coke or Campus. They don't happen in equal houses. So in, in, if you really want to understand interceptions, I did a really great introduction to them in a video on YouTube. It's short. My videos on YouTube are short. They are under, they're like 15 minutes or less. Okay. I'm, I try to keep it and they're very visual. So I circle things. There's red arrows. There's moving 
there's there's astronauts that float in the air. Um, I did them myself. So an interception is an intercepted sign is always going to be sandwiched between two signs within one house. Okay. So when I answered Saffron's question, we used the idea of a Scorpio rising with Sagittarius in the center, sandwiched, right? And then Capricorn being the other other piece of bread. So Scorpio was the top piece of bread. You get the meat in the middle, and then you get the other piece of bread with Capricorn. You don't get the meat until it's activated by a transit, usually. Okay. It still functions. It's just subdued without activation. Now, remember, the moon transits that interception every freaking month. People ignore the moon to their detriment. <laughs> you got to pay attention to the moon. Um, an intercepted house. Okay. So there's intercepted signs and there are intercepted houses. So a sign is intercepted when it's sandwiched between two signs. An intercepted house is when you have a house that starts and ends with the same sign. So let's say you've got um, Leo on the second house cusp and the third house also starts in Leo. That means the second house in Leo is intercepted. Hope that answered your question. All right, one more and then we'll be done. Well, actually, let me check. Let me check how much time do I have? Oh, I have just enough time to answer one more question. I can only record like in 30 minute blocks on this podcast software. All right. Um, it was a good question. One last one. I'll load you guys up. All right. Shelby. Aside from physical appearance, what else does the first house represent in a birth chart? Okay, so the rising sign represents the physical appearance. The first house can also influence the physicality, but just like I explained a little bit earlier, which you didn't know I was going to answer that question, so this is just perfect timing. It is our concept of self, okay? It is our interior understanding or identity. It's how we view ourselves. It's how we assert ourselves. So how you walk into a room. That's one of my favorite ways to describe it. So let's say you go to a conference. Um, some people are going to walk in the door and immediately like have all eyes on them. They're just like, see me, hear me. I am here. The fun has arrived. Here I am. Other people might walk in cautiously, kind of with their head down and looking up, you know, kind of under their lashes and being like, is this a safe space? Maybe scoot towards the wall, give it a scan. Other people might walk in and be like, do I know anybody? Do I know anything? And so the sign that governs the house, which is the ascendant, is going to let you know about like how you kind of put yourself out there. Right? It can also show your sense of style. Um, it can indicate, not always, but it can indicate your height, your physical shape, the type of hair you have. It just depends. Um, that's a good question. Alrighty, that's all I've got time for today. We'll answer more questions in the patron-only podcast. Remember, if you're a patron, you'll find the link for 
submitting questions to the podcast in every crunch report post. Okay. You got to read the post, not just watch the videos. Cause that's where all your discounts are. That's where all of your perks are, all the links to the various videos I've done. It's all in there. I give it out a couple times a week. So make sure you read through it and find those links. Don't ignore the posts because that's where your goodies are. All right. I'm Lori Rivers and it's always my pleasure speaking with you guys. Thank you so much for your support. Oh my God. I forgot to announce this and I don't want to record another segment. Out of the top 60 astrology podcasts listed by Feedspot, we are number 19. We are number 19. Like, that's crazy. Because there's some really big names, like only a couple ahead of us. We can do this, guys. Thank you for bringing me all the way here. Let's keep going. All right. Take care. Safe journeys. Be well. Be kind to each other. Be kind to yourself. And may you find inspiration this week to keep you moving along your journey.